Hello, everyone. This is Keith Cup, founder of Gravitas Impact Premium Coaches, a worldwide community of experienced, skilled, and purpose-driven advisors who help CEOs and their leadership team get results and live their purpose through their business leadership. Today, we're going to be talking about strategy, and we have our most recent monograph author, Lee Paulden, coming to us from Auckland, New Zealand, and he's written a monograph called Radical Alignment to a core strategy. Lee, welcome. Thank you, Keith. Great to have you here. And just a little bit about yourself, Lee. You've been coaching for about 20 years in the mid-market now. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. And tell us a little bit about the geography that you've covered in those 20 years, where you've worked with different companies overall. Uh, The geography I've covered is uh, New Zealand and Australasia, uh, as the, the main area, as well as the US from a few clients, but mainly New Zealand and Australia. Although most of my clients have been international or expanding internationally, so into multiple countries. So you have two decades of experience with a real focus on strategy and expansion globally. And as we talked about the monograph, Radical Alignment to a Core Strategy, Tell us a little bit about what the big idea in that monograph lays out. Uh, The big idea is to stay radically aligned to the core strategy of the company uh, and also to have your people radically aligned to that core strategy. Uh, So by doing that, it's easy to communicate amongst your team and to other stakeholders, whether they're suppliers, shareholders, whoever the stakeholders are. Uh, but yeah, it becomes very easy to communicate. It becomes very easy for the company to know what the strategy is, which enables them to stick to it and actually execute it and achieve the results that they're looking for. And in the monograph, you refer to uh, what I would call the uh, provocative statement, which I love, is that unless a company has radical alignment to a core strategy across all team members, they cannot sustain profitable growth over a longer period of time. Is that true, Lee? Yes, it is true. In my experience, what I've seen is many companies will have uh, elements of strategy there, but then there are elements that are missing. uh, And by doing so, they don't have true clarity and direction. Um, So that makes it, it very hard for two things. Uh, Firstly, for them to make decisions and know they're going in the right direction. Uh, But secondly, it really makes it hard for them to differentiate from their competitors. And that's what it eventually starts to slow growth or stop it, or in some cases I've seen it decline. So many companies can grow and do grow, uh, and for a number of years, but eventually they'll, they'll hit a brick wall where all of a sudden I'll be talking to a CEO and it's, it's, it's a case of we're not growing the way we should be. We've stopped growing. Uh, we don't understand why. And then with a closer look at what elements they have there at, at a company strategy level and then at the divisional strategy level, I see quite a bit missing. So And it tells me straight away they don't truly have a clear strategy in place and that's affecting their growth. 
Lee, as we talk on our podcast today, uh, you have worked with a mid-market company out of New Zealand called Active Healthcare, and you've been their coach for uh, several years now. And they actually encountered this problem of lack of clarity and strategy and radical alignment. And so as we talk today, we'll refer to them. Tell us a little bit about Active Healthcare for the listeners. So they had been growing well uh, and had been growing well for 21 years. However, they came to a point where the growth stopped and profitability was declining uh, percentage-wise. And, yeah, they were really confused on where they should be going next, what they should be doing next, and then looking at it, yeah, it was a classic case of there were a few elements of strategy there and they were quite clear. Uh, However, there was a lot that wasn't there. Uh, so it was actually getting that strategy established and clear and then actually yeah, from there setting up the visional strategy and also from there, yeah, what do they need to do next? But yeah, it was a classic case of sales-driven organisation growing for 21 years, then all of a sudden it stopped, but it was due to lack, lack of clarity on strategy. In the monograph, you talk about some of the um, evidence or symptoms when a company does not have a crystal clear core strategy and or all team members are not radically aligned to that strategy, what are some of the tactical symptoms that listeners should be tuned into if this is happening? Yes, there are some classics. Uh, Quite often I hear frustration uh, where people are doing things but it's not really helping the company move forward. You've got different areas of the company seem to be making decisions and going in different directions. They're not aligned in where they're going. Slow decision-making is another symptom. People working in silos is another symptom. Uh, Consistent compound growth not being achieved is another symptom. So, yeah, pretty much they're the easy ones to look for. Uh, another one that I quite often see is within meetings within an organisation that at times, you know, decision-making, you know, the discussion is going around and around in circles, but they're really struggling to come to a decision. And that's purely and simply because the strategy is not clear. Uh, and also they're mixing divisional strategy with company strategy and with tactics and the confusion of all this different data that's not clearly set out. Uh, it's just making it very hard for them to actually see through the fog and see what the right decision should be. And and Lee, um, you had mentioned before we started our podcast today that all decisions, even on the front lines, deep and wide across an organization, can benefit from clarity and alignment and core strategy. Talk a little bit more about decision making and the link to being clear on core strategy. Yes, the link here is very much when we talk about the clarity. The clarity, if when the clarity is clear for, from the leadership team of what the strategy is, it's simple and reduced to simple. Then, yes, you can communicate it all the way down. It needs to be alive in the organisation. You need to be talking to it and making decisions to it all the time. But if we're doing that and doing that with everyone in the company, the clearer they become quickly, and it usually is quickly, uh, very quickly, that they can see what the strategy is. 
with the company, then that enables them to quickly make, when they're making decisions, to make them quickly. They know what, what's aligned, what's not, you know, uh, who we are, who we're not. So and that's another key piece. When the strategy is clear as a company, you know the who of the company, but it enables all people to make decisions and they know that if it's aligned, it should be the right decision, they can make their decision quickly. So it really speeds up decision-making, it really speeds up and assists execution as well. So take us back to active healthcare now and uh, tell us about the challenges that they were encountering when you joined them and the process you took them through to help them overcome those challenges. Uh, yeah, the challenges they had was they were expanding product base, uh, was a big one. Uh, however, you know, there was no clarity on what they should be adding to the company to actually grow. Uh, they had also lost a large contract um, and they were deciding to, what to do in that market sector. Uh, but by working through the strategy, it became very clear where they needed to go, what fitted, what didn't. Uh, and that was also across capability as well. You know, what capabilities do we need in our people, technology, et cetera, and what don't we need? Uh, so, yes, it took a bit of time to work through that over, over a period of a year to really get clarity. Uh, although they started to grow again because they were becoming more and more clear during that period. So, yeah, the growth happened again quickly. Uh, and yet, since then, they've carried on with growth, compounding growth every year, and every year they've had the targets they've set. Lee, what is the process at a high level for coming to clarity on a core strategy? So let's let's dissect radical alignment. We'll address that in a few minutes, but... How does one get to crystal clarity on a core strategy? Where do you start? The place to start is actually with the hedgehog concept. So the hedgehog concept underpins strategy. So, so until that is clear, we can't actually look at other elements of company or sometimes turned corporate strategy. Uh, it just won't make sense. And, and we struggle because we can't see uh, why certain things don't align. So we have to start with what's termed as the hedgehog concept, uh, which you know, comes from Jim Collins. Uh, however, it incorporates three circles. The first circle being what are we most passionate about as a company? The second circle is what can we be best in the world at as a company? And that's nothing to do with biggest. It's what can we be best in the world at in our world as a company. We've got to be very clear on that. And then the third question is, what drives our economic engine? Uh, so it's understanding the answers to those. And the economic engine, the quickest way to start figuring that out is to look at our, our customers and say, why do our customers keep coming back and buying? Why do our customers keep referring? That starts to give us insights. Uh, but once we've answered those three questions, the circles and the tool overlap. Uh, that's a crucial reminder that the answers must align. So once we've got answers that do align, that really does bring start bringing some clarity to the organisation uh, and from and direction. 
So with that clear, then we can start to look at the other elements, but not until that is clear. So back to active healthcare, um, what what were they most are they most passionate about? Getting people active. So the equipment that they supply and services that they provide are enabled to enable people to actually become more active or get them back to an active state. Uh, so they that's those products and services they provide into aged care, occupational therapists, and hospitals. So, but that's what they're passionate about is, is getting people active. Okay, so passionate about active people. How about best in the world at for active healthcare? Passionate customer service. So talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, very much in that industry, it, you can either be a, and which a lot of companies are, you can be a simple supplier uh, or if, if you want to get people active, then it takes a lot more than just supplying the equipment. And that involves services in different formats for different areas to provide different solutions. Uh, but with that being, if the people and the company as a whole is passionate about customer service, then they will get the right outcomes for the client. And then third in the circles, um, economic engine. What drives their economic engine? Uh, for them, it's premium equipment. And what would be some examples of that, Lee? Uh, well, if you've got yeah, premium equipment, so to put that simply, it, it's what are you really supplying into the market? So if you're looking at your products and your services, in this case, yeah, if, if it's premium, you know, it, it will be obviously better than your competitors. However, however, it will deliver to a very high level of enabling people to be active. Uh, it also has other upsides to that from the perspective of you know, its operational costs of the equipment from the purchaser. Um, there's a whole lot of other pieces go into that, but very much if it's not premium equipment, it's not going to sleep the solution required. So a, a crystal clear core strategy starts with Colin's hedgehog concept. Um, what are you most passionate about? What can you be best in the world and your world about? And then what drives your economic engine? Lee, just touch on best in your world about. Uh, put some bounds around that. It's not the entire world, but the world the company uh, deals in. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, exactly. It, the reason I say your world is it starts to make it a lot simpler for companies to actually identify what they can be best in the world at. So you're reducing down the scope. Uh, but the other reason behind it is it's not about biggest, but it needs to be reality with it. So what you've got to be very clear what world are you operating in? And then in that world, it becomes far more relevant as to what you can be best in the world at. Lee, let's now flip the coin over. Uh, we've talked about a clarity of core strategy. Now, radical alignment. What does it take to get to radical alignment of a toward a core strategy in an organization. And, and how did active healthcare get to that point? Very much a part of it for them was in the decisions they made and involving people in those decisions, as well as continually communicating it. 
So, for example, if we look at their economic engine, and what I will say here too, that's quite important when I talked about the circles align, aligning, when you look at their purpose, you know, getting people active, uh, best in the world at, passionate customer service, and then their economic engine being premium, what's actually premium quality equipment, uh, the three of them align. So that's the important piece to start with. If you're able to communicate that and then as whoever it is in the organisation or whatever division, it remembers those things. For example, they could be looking at a new brand or there may be a new product, uh, but does it align with those three things? And if it doesn't, if you're not able to, if it's not going to help people be active, if you cannot provide passionate customer service with it uh, and it's not premium equipment, then you know, it, it doesn't align. So very quickly, people can start, or a person or people, team can say, well, why are we looking at this? This doesn't align with us. So very quickly, they're able to say no. Or that it could be the answer is yes, in which case, right, we need to explore this further. Uh, but once again, that's the decision you know, that they're making, that, yes, we need to explore this further. So by doing things like that, uh, and even with you know, people out in the field, you know, are you providing passionate customer service? You know, or are our processes and our systems enabling us to provide passionate customer service? So this, having those discussions, making those things clear, getting people to think about them, starts to bring that radical alignment to the strategy. And, and in the case of active healthcare or other clients you've worked with, Lee, what is the operational tactics to help everyone in the organization know the strategy and then begin to think about using it for decisions? Was that done in small groups or just over a period of time? How do they practically make that happen? It was over a period of time. Uh, the first part was communicating it. Uh, the second part is that the strategy is continually talked to uh, and brought up. Uh, and that's through, through meeting rhythms. So, you know, town hall meetings, you know, on a monthly basis, also through your operational meetings. Have it, uh, communicating it through those mechanisms continually that is a big first part. The second part is that leadership at senior leadership and also at a mid-level, you know, they need to be incorporating pieces of the strategy when they're having discussions and when they're looking at making decisions. Uh, you know, to say, you know, does this align or does it not? And that's where you start to A, bring it alive, and B, is actually the people really start to understand the why behind the strategy uh, and from a greater context. And then that they really, the understanding get level and all your people just get, becomes higher and higher and higher. So it is a process. Um, Lee, comment on this, um, uh, a little bit of a provocative statement uh, coming from me, but uh, for the CEOs listening in, the communication consistently and the discussion around core strategy is just as important as the ongoing discussion 
consistently around core values. Comment on that, Lee. Yes, absolutely. Although core values is not part of core strategy, it is a part of what we talk about when we say core ideology, which is you know, half of it is purpose and the other half is core values, but they're just as important. Uh, so yes, very much. You, you've got to be asking that question when you're communicating and decision-making as to does this align with our core values? That is also very, very important. We do a lot of bowling here in the United States at times, and I'm sure many places in the world. And the way I like to think about it, uh, Lee and listeners, is if you're going to roll a bowling ball down the lane on one side and the other side, you can put up what we call gutter guards uh, that keep the ball rolling in the right direction. And in this context, one is the core values, and that is the character boundaries for the corporation. This is how we're going to behave. And then on the other side is the core strategy. This is how we're going to make the right business decisions. So think of that simple analogy, listeners. If you keep everything framed between the values and the strategy, you're going to roll a pretty high score in this analogy. Lee, one more question before we uh, make this very practical for listeners. Um, in today's market, as we have this podcast, talent is perhaps the number one constraint in companies across the globe, getting the right talent on the bus that is a player talent that you can develop and retain. How does radical alignment to a crystal clear core strategy touch on hiring the right people? What's the relationship there? The relationship is a number of things, but uh, firstly, it, it's culture. Uh, so companies that have you know, have people that are aligned to the core strategy, and I'll go into that a little bit more in a, in a minute, but the other part is and are aligned to the core values, you'll find have a very strong culture. Uh, that does attract uh, but when we're hiring talent, yes, it is a global challenge at the moment. Uh, we need to make sure we're not hiring quickly. We need to make sure that we are hiring for the right fit, but also that we are hiring the right capabilities in addition to that to align with the strategy. Uh, so that's the first piece. Now, the second piece about strategy is it becomes very easy to communicate then what, the, what we, you know, we all term in gravitas line of sight. Where are we going? Uh, where are we going to be in the future? Now, if, if that is then transferred, obviously, into to, you know, our websites without giving anything strategic away, uh, but also into job advertisements, things like that, uh, it shows people that the company is growing, but it gives it far more. You know, I see time and time again, job advertisements, and you, know, you see a simple line, you know, we are a growth company, we are a growing company. It's pretty boring and pretty ho-hum, but when you can really communicate what the company's passionate about, where it's going, then that attracts people. And you can also then start to talk about you know, the pathways for people through the company. Uh, so having a clear strategy does enhance it and, it and you should have a strong culture with it. You won't be achieving your core strategy without it. Uh, and that as well will attract people. Okay, thank you for that, Lee. Now let's uh, talk a little bit about making this very practical. So we have leaders listening in from around the globe. 
Um, and they're probably asking themselves, well, what do I do with this? Learning is always important. Case studies are great looking into peer companies, but what is the CEO or leader to do with what they learned today? What, what would you say if a listener reached through the podcast and say, Lee, give me something practical to do with all this? Uh, what I would say is if, if you take the monograph and start at the start, which starts with the hedgehog concept and start to work through it, uh, your strategy will become clearer. So the monograph is laid out in such a way as follow it. It's a step-by-step -step process to help you get the key elements of strategy clear for you at a company level. And then it, from there, you, then you can work at a divisional level to make sure that your divisional strategies line up. But it's a step-by-step -step process to work through. And Lee, I'll add to that as a CEO myself and be kind of both fun and practical. Uh, I'd encourage uh, the leaders listening in uh, that are accountable for this strategy, the CEOs and the presidents, take a few sticky notes uh, and walk around the culture, your organization, and hand three sticky notes to one of your team members and say, hey, let me ask you a few questions. On the first sticky note, could you please write what you feel we're most passionate about here in the company? Give them a minute to do it. Hand them the second sticky note and say, hey, what do you think we're best in the world at doing? And uh, give them a minute to fill that out. And then third, uh, hand them another sticky note and say, hey, what do you think drives our profit, our economic engine here? And in doing that, leaders, let's say you do that over a month's period of time and 10 people, you're going to have some really good data on how aligned and how clear your strategy has been driven into the organization. But I'm going to warn you, uh, you may not be happy with how it turns out, but that's okay. It's a great place to start. And as Lee mentioned, now we have the monograph that can help you along the way. Lee, any comments on that? Uh, you've probably done a similar exercise. Yes, I have. Uh, and yes, it's quite uh, revealing for the CEO. Uh, and sometimes, yeah, not that easy or frustrating to read the replies, but it is great to know where the people are at. Uh, and it's a great exercise also to actually run later on. And it's something I encourage my clients to do. Uh, and with a client recently that is in the very clear on their strategy uh, the CEO did do that uh, and all of a sudden some there were some answers there that went right uh, so he suddenly realized that they had slipped up on the amount of communication and in, in their onboarding they hadn't been as thorough as they should have been and getting people to understand the strategy so although yeah he was very happy that the result came through because it was a an indicator that they're not communicating well. And it's also a warning sign that, you know, people could start making the wrong decisions if they're not clear. So yeah, it's a fantastic exercise to do probably once every 12 months. Okay. Thank you for that, Lee. And I, I like how too, how you mentioned just in passing, include strategy into onboarding because it's where uh, people get to start in a company. Well, everyone, Lee Paulden, author of the monograph, Radical Alignment to a Core Strategy. Lee, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Very much appreciate it. 
Thank you very much for having me, Keith. Happy to share. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you'd like to hear more from our premium coaches, faculty thought leaders, and guest speakers, subscribe to our channel on iTunes or Spotify. Your feedback is very important to us, so please leave us a review. See you next time, and remember, making a difference together, that's Gravitas Impact.